episode 100, 100 of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I am Hope Katz Gibbs, the very proud producer of this show on Incandescent TV and Incandescent Radio. And for episode 100, Rita has chosen the amazing superstar, Sheena Yap Chen. She is the author of her newest book, The Tao of Self-Confidence, A Guide to Moving Beyond Trauma and Awakening the Leader Within. She is also the producer and the host of the podcast, The Tao of Self-Confidence. You can pre-order her book and we'll give you the link on the promo. But for right now, I'm going to throw it over to Rita. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you so much. And here's to celebrating you, Sheena. Hey, Rita. Thank you for having me. I didn't bring a margarita glass, but happy 100th episode. I know what a, this is a big milestone, especially, you know, I've been in the podcasting space for so long and you'd be surprised how many people stop at like episode 10 or episode 20. So I think this is something that we definitely need to celebrate because it's huge, right? And I love podcasting. If it wasn't for podcasting, I wouldn't be here today. So I'm so honored to be here to be your 100th episode guest. It's just such an honor. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And we met from your podcast, The Top Self-Confidence, where you interview Asian women about their inner journey to self-confidence. Um, I know that your mission is to help Asian women boost their confidence to live their authentic selves and help create a voice and, of course, stronger representation for Asian women. So thank you for all you do. Oh, anytime. <laughs> so what made you start this journey? What prompted yeah, that- you to start this journey? Yeah, that is a great question. It really stemmed from my upbringing, you know, growing up in Toronto in the early 90s. I never saw anybody in the media that looked like me. There was nobody on TV, on billboards, on magazines, on the radio. And so I always felt ashamed of being Asian. You know, I wanted to have blonde hair and blue eyes and change my name to Heather to assimilate to Western culture. And for the longest time, I was always just ashamed of my culture. And it wasn't until my 20s, where I decided to dye my hair back from blonde to my original hair color is the moment that I embraced myself as an Asian woman. And so in 2015, as I was looking for resources that catered to Asian women's confidence, because I was dealing with my own confidence issues, I couldn't find any, there was nothing on the internet that really catered to Asian women's confidence. And so a part of me thought maybe something is wrong with me, because I was the only one dealing with this. But of course, culturally, we're not told to share our feelings, to share what we're going through, to share anything that's happening to us. And like you mentioned, creating a stronger representation for Asian women was very important for me because even until today, we're still seen by our negative stereotypes and I wanted to dismantle that. And so I started the podcast, uh, The Tao of Self-Confidence, where I interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. And since then, I've interviewed over 700 Asian women on this topic from around the world, from different Asian backgrounds, different career choices, different paths. And it's been a huge blessing, you know, even having, um, even having you as a guest, Margarita, you know, is one of the best stories I've heard. And, you know, just what you've been through too in the finance industry, which is still a very, you know, male dominated industry. And here you are, you know, making a name, making a path, being a trailblazer, which we're all super grateful for. And I knew I always needed to create more visibility as much as I love podcasting. It's still a very small platform compared to all the other forms of media. And so in February of 2021, we launched Asian Women Who Boss Up, which Margarita is also a co-author. And, you know, that was the beginning of making a name, being able to showcase Asian women as leaders, as trailblazers, as bosses, um, which eventually led to my book, 
The Tao of Self-Confidence, A Guide to Moving Beyond Trauma and Awakening the Leader Within. Uh, it's available now in all major bookstores. And, you know, I was just grateful that this book uh, made it to the Wall Street Journal bestseller list and Publishers Weekly, which is a national list. Um, and this is huge. This is huge, not just for me, but for all Asian women out there and beyond, because it shows you what's possible, right? Being able to, um, you know, have this 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 award or this this bestseller list shows us that we are bankable we can be leaders we can make a dent in the world um and so for me it's always showing others what is possible so they can go out there and forge their own path so well said and you're only just beginning so <laughs> I, you alluded to this earlier but i think it's important for people to hear from you why is it important to elevate the voices of asian women yeah, I mean, for so long, we're still seen as quiet, submissive, and obedient. And sometimes we're seen as robots and have no emotions. And because of that, we become easy targets. We become easy targets of anti-Asian hate. We become easy targets of human trafficking, uh, sexual abuse. Uh, we're not um, we're not promoted in higher roles in corporate. In fact, you know, the main reason why I even started writing this book, because there was a report from Catalyst.com or Catalyst.org that mentioned that in 2021, Asian women only represented 2.7% in high corporate roles in manage management leadership roles, which is very small, considering there's over 24 million Asian Americans in the US. Uh, and then McKinsey had a report late last year that mentioned it dropped 80%, 8-0. So imagine how much we're left with. And so I was wondering why is it that we have one of the lowest uh, levels of leadership in the United States? There's amazing Asian women bosses out there who are making a name for herself. So we're doing something that really impacts the world, but yet we only represent less than 3% and now even worse, right? And so um, I decided, you know, we need to write a book that really goes deeper than just a how-to manual. There's a lot of how-to manuals on how to be a leader, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. But for us culturally, we need to learn to talk about our traumas, to talk about the taboos that we go through. I mean, mental health alone is a huge taboo. Um, being able to talk about how we feel and take care of our mental well-being, because especially after the pandemic, right, we all went through some mental health uh, challenges, myself included. And if we don't do this properly, we're not going to show up as our best self, especially for Asian women um, or women in general. There's always something that holds us back. And if we don't work through them or be aware of what's what we've been through, then we're never going to work through them. And so it's really important to know, you know, what kind of traumas we've been through, how we can push through that, how we can heal from it, uh, learn to love ourselves, build that confidence so we can really show up as the best leader that we were destined to be. So too. And you know, I am a mom of three kids, girl, boy, girl. So I'm a mom of two Asian daughters. What are some ways that women, but in particular Asian women, can break the glass ceiling? So one thing that I really tell everybody in every interview is as Asian women, we need to be okay to ask for help. Culturally, we're not told to ask for help because it's considered a sign of weakness or a handout. And because of that, we delay our own success. We're too prideful because our culture tells us not to do that. But if it wasn't for me asking for help, I wouldn't be here where I am today, right? Being able to reach out to people to even be part of this book, to have a community, to have a support system. It's so essential. And every woman should be okay to ask for help. We should be able to learn to collaborate and do things together. Men do it all the time. So why not women, right? Um, I just recently made a post on LinkedIn, you know, society keeps telling us we need to be the superwoman, 
But that doesn't help us because that means we have to do everything ourselves and we get burnt out and we don't feel good about ourselves and we don't end up doing the things that we're meant to do. And so for me, asking for help is so important. Number one, that's probably the most important thing. Um, the second thing is really learning to take care of your mental well-being. You know, mental health is really important and, um, you know, learning to be able to be kinder to yourself, right? Sometimes we become our own worst enemy. We look in the mirror, we're like, oh my God, my love, my my muffin top is hanging over my pants. I have a big pimple on my face. My forehead is so shiny. What's wrong with me? And you would never tell your best friend that, right? So why would you be doing that to yourself? We have to be our own best friend. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to find ways to really work um, on our mental well-being because you know, it really starts with how we perceive ourselves. If we don't believe in in our own self, we're not going to go out there and do the things that we're meant to do, right? So it's really important to work on, on our mental well-being. You know, everything that we do in our life really starts with our mindset. And when we have when we have the tools and resources to work on our mindset, to have a positive outlook, to have a positive mindset, then we're going to go out there and take action. And then another thing as women, we should be okay to make the first move, Right. Uh, for so long, we've been told that, you know, especially in Hollywood, uh, the fairy tales, right? Prince Charming's going to come and save you. But in real life, no one's coming to save you. So you got to be okay to go out there and make the first move, reach out to people. I mean, I wouldn't have met Margarita if I didn't send her a message inviting her to be on my podcast. And look where it's, you know, look where it's landed us, right? Um, I've known her for years. She's such an amazing woman. And I'm so grateful to have her in my life. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't reach out to her. And so being able to be okay to make the first move. And I know sometimes our biggest critics are unfortunately other women. And so we need to um, stop doing that and then just encourage each other, um, you know, instead of waiting for things to happen. But as women, we love to wait for things to happen, right? Uh, when when you go out there and you want to be with a man, they say, well, you know, the man's got to ask you out. Right. If you if you do the other way around where you go and ask them out, you know, you get shamed for it. It's like, oh, you're so desperate. How could you do that? And it's like, you know, things like these need to stop. So, of course, in business and in life, when we go out there and make the first move, imagine how much opportunities we can create. Imagine how many results we can create in the process as well. And, and also being OK to do it with mis by making mistakes, failing forward and not have to show up as our 100 percent perfect. So yeah, those are some of the things. I love it. It's progress, not perfection, right? Yeah. You just have to Nike. You just got to do it, right? Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> so what was your initial reaction when you were approached to write the Tell of Self-Confidence? Oh my God. Well, first off, I was in total shock, to be honest, because I mean, this was never in my vision board or, you know, it just wasn't in my cards. Not because I didn't believe in myself, but just... I just never thought of it because, you know, we were we were promoting this book, Asian Women Who Boss Up, and everyone loved the book. Everyone loved reading the stories and having, you know, 16 Asian women on the front cover is powerful because we don't see that many Asian women on the front cover of a book. And so for me, it was just a total surprise. And then for a moment, I was going through my own imposter syndrome because I was like, who are, are they sure they want me to write this book, like to write a about leadership like who am I to write about leadership and I know that's normal for us to go through this imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough um, but at the same time I said you know I have to write this book not just for myself 
but for every single Asian woman, not just in the US, but all over the world to show them what is possible, to show them that there's someone out there who's showing you that you can do this. And so I, uh, I said, yes, you know, I, once the contract was signed, I started writing because I had less than three months to write this book. So it would be able to launch on in the month of May for Asian Heritage Month. Um, and so, yeah, at first I was totally shocked. It was like, you know, something that I never thought was going to happen to me, uh, but I went for it. And I, I, I just knew that I'll figure it out along the way as I write this book. So I've been following you on social media. I was like, oh my gosh, go get it. That's amazing. The cover is beautiful. It's so elegant. Yeah. What do you hope this book is going to do for the AAPI community as well as AAPI women? That is a great question. For first off, for AAPI women, I just want us, I just want this to be the start of showcasing us as something more than our negative stereotypes. I really want it want it to, I want, really want us to be seen as leaders, right? This would be the start of breaking that glass ceiling to showcase us as leaders and dismantle the negative stereotypes. For our whole community in general, um, learning to heal from our trauma, being okay to talk about the traumas we went through so we can find ways to heal from them and move forward in our life, right? Um, I just had a good male friend who just read my book and he's like, Although I don't really relate to the Asian women stuff, I can relate to what we go through collectively as a community, not feeling good enough, people pleasing, mental health. Um, and so I want them to realize that we all go through this and we can heal together to move forward and become better, right? I know sometimes, you know, life throws a lot of curveballs, right? And sometimes the curveballs we're thrown at is not our fault. But instead of, you know, putting the blame like, we, we need to start talking about how can we move forward? How can we solve these problems, even if we didn't start it? Um, you know, racism against anti against the AAPI community has been happening for centuries, but it's never been taught in schools. Nobody ever talked about it. And so instead of saying, well, you never talked about it, how dare you, right? We need to figure out, well, how can we solve this big problem? What do we need to do so that our community is safe, especially the women and the elderly, which are um, targeted more than than men, of course. And so, yeah, I mean, I think healing is really important as, as chaotic as this world is nowadays, we really need to heal. You know, I, part of the book I mentioned of um, a girl's correctional facility in Hawaii who has 0% attendance because instead of, you know, doing things the traditional way, they really help them learn to heal from what they're going through. And because of that, they've been able to have a 0% um, percent attendance. I mean, how amazing is that if we could do that everywhere else and how much we can heal and how much good we can do in this world? Um, because I, I think, you know, that is the most important part of our journey, right? We rarely talk about the things that we go through. We rarely talk about the challenges that we go through, especially in this world of social media, where we feel like we have to filter every single thing about our life. Um, we need to be more authentic. We need to share the struggles we go through, you know, being able to say that I'm not okay today, right? Because life is a roller coaster. We're not always going to be 100% confident. There's going to be days where we're probably going to be minus 15% confident, but that's okay. We're at least we have the tools and resources to help us pick ourselves back up. Um, if you see the most successful people in the world, you know, it wasn't 
an overnight success. They literally had to put in the work day in and day out to get to where they are today. And so I think if we're just more honest about that and people realize this is what it would take, um, I think there'd just be more healing, more action taken, and we can elevate our community and beyond. Beautiful. So tell us where people can learn more about your work. Yes. So your website, social media handles, and how they can purchase the book to support you and the AAPI community. For sure. First off, you can connect with me on my website, www.sheenayapchan.com. I also have a free quiz that you can take, which is called Uncover Your Self-Confidence Personality. It's a quick, you know, two-minute test that you can take and you can get the results right away. Um, so you can connect with me there. You can check out my social medias there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and to get a copy of my book, you can get it on Amazon, on Barnes and Nobles. If you're in Canada, you can get it on Indigo. And then um, in other parts of the world, you can get it at all major bookstores. Uh, I'm still I'm still like in shock that, you know, I have a book out there and, you know, like the biggest bookstore in America and the biggest bookstore in Canada. You know, I I do. I always go out to like every location here in Toronto and like take selfies with my book at the bookshelf. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have a book. But yeah, you can get a grab a copy there. And if you forget anything that I mentioned, if you Google my name, Sheena Yapchan, I'm literally the only Sheena Yapchan on the Internet. So I'm really easy to find. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much, Sheena. Like I said, I could think of no better guest than you to celebrate 100. And now back to you, Hope. Thank you so much, Rita. Wow, you guys are amazing. Cheers, cheers, cheers to your success. Um, may your voice be really loud and clear. You're just fearless and self-confident, obviously. So Sheena, thank you. Uh, wow, just amazing to have you on the show. To Rita, a hundred episodes. Way to go, my friend. And to all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for being with us for all 100 episodes. And we have many more to come. So stay tuned for more of that on margaritacheng.com. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs. Very, very, very proud to be here with Rita and Miss Sheena today. We'll talk to you all soon. L'chaim. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. 
feel it, write it, zen it. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women, by women, about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com, where you can see what we can do for you. These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.